Hey, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Gypsy Lounge with Introspect with the five. Any particular reason why there's a five instead of an S? It's for the number of cocaine, or number of pounds of cocaine and number of hookers we need to play a show. No, it made it easy to get the website. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Today with all those domains that are like taken by who knows what. Sued by the rapper Introspect either. <laughs> Luckily, there are five of us now. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of worked out. Yeah. It worked yeah. Out. Luckily, I was able to register my domain name with no problem, thepunkrockdemo.com. I'm surprised nobody took punkrockdemo.com. I know. Yeah. yeah, but today I was trying to pick a new name for my company named Lunar Shells, and it was hell trying to find a name that, like, wasn't taken. Out of five, dude. Smooth sailing. <laughs> so who started the band originally? Uh, that, that me. Dave. Me. Well, let's introduce uh, yeah, who we say. all are before we start. <laughs> let's start with uh, you over here. What's your name and what do you do? I'm Chris. I play guitar and uh, background vocals. I'm Sarah, and I run the synth and electronics. Donnie, and I play the drums. I'm Greg. I play bass and background vocals also. I'm Dave, and I play guitar and sing. And I'm Jack, and I'm talking on the microphone. Well done, sir. So how is the show, in your opinion, tonight? Um, I think it was pretty good for being at one in the morning. Um, the kids were really into it, and you know they were really nice people. So, and we had a creepy guy taking pictures. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, that's kind of my fault. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was really good to play with friends. I'll say that. Yeah, it was yeah. a fun show. Yeah. I mean, despite the people left, it was one of those shows where we did say, you know, thanks for sticking around the traditional when it's two a.m. thing you say. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, when, when it's with friends, it's you know, it's all worth it no matter what. Oh, so. Yeah. Kinda, it kind of sucked because I, I wasn't let in until we actually started <laughs> playing, so I kind of had to wait outside. That's because you're you know. underage. That's one of the reasons why we, we usually try yeah. not to play 21-up shows. Yeah. yeah. We, we like playing all-ages shows a lot better, but every once in a while something comes along and people say, oh, will you please play it? So, And if it's friends of ours, sometimes we'll do it. So tonight was kind of that situation. It was a nice GC Records reunion. So how did you guys end up with a 21 and over show? We were asked to play it by some friends of ours, and, you know, we couldn't really resist saying no to them. We couldn't say no to them, so, you know, it was worth it. We wouldn't have played a show tonight otherwise, so. How did you feel about uh, when people got up on stage and started singing with you guys? I think we love it in general. Like, it's always so nice to have crowd participation, you know? Like, it's fun. Definitely encourage it. Right. Definitely encourage it. We don't want to limit other people from having, you know, sharing the mic with us. All, all for it. Occasionally, you know, someone grabs the mic and it smacks me in the face <laughs> or the teeth, which is not fun, but in general, it, it's good. Yeah. Just as long as they don't chip over the wires, it's all yeah. good. Or knock <laughs> over the synth and electronics, because me and Dave will be in tears. <laughs> or all my good looks. <laughs> we try to see the show as a community rather than just, you know, the band and yeah, the audience. Exactly. You know, listening to your music, you guys sound really different from all the other bands with the two guitarists and the synth keyboard and stuff like that who developed that idea of uh, mixing electronic with like punk rock Uh, that would be Dave he's kind of a weird kid and weird kids make weird music so (laughs) would you like to expand on that Uh, yeah I just I like all sorts of music and punk and electronic have always been my two kind of favorite stuff and both of them have a lot of energy and so I was doing more electronic music and I started kind of sampling 
punk stuff and putting it in with the mixing it in with the electronics and then it just sort of developed from there and then started doing it with the live instruments instead of samples and just kind of kept going with it and eventually sort of turned into a, a full band instead of a one-man project where did you find all your members um yeah, I don't know. They they kind of different people throughout the years. Like different people have just sort of gone. Oh, I I like that and kind of I don't know. Joined on for the ride. So it's like when you drop a lollipop on the ground and stuff sticks to it, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the longer I've gone along and I've you know put stuff out and stuff, you know it, it does. People just sort of like stick to it, get stuck there, and you know that's kind of how the whole band formed. Still trying to find a way out. <laughs> uh, it's been uh, last couple of years we've had a very solid lineup and I think we're all very happy about yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's it's only then that we've really kind of really developed as a band. Yeah, I think. a lot of your songs sound like really political. Is that true? No, of course not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> we have a very strong political stance. We believe that like music can be a powerful force of change through educating people and I mean since we have this talent and this ability to do it why not help try and make the world a better place in the process I mean I think it's a better use of time than singing about your girlfriend or whatever <laughs> yeah it's really to me at least it's it's really not worth singing unless it's something that has to do with change political you know what's your favorite song of introspects we'll pick you what's your favorite song uh I'm Chris, so everyone out there knows. <clears throat> How you doing? Um, mine was probably Education, because that's the first song I uh, I heard. I I bought the before I was in the band. I bought a seven inch at a comic store that I, I lived by across my high school. So back in high school, I bought the record, so listened to it, and uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I learned it on guitar, and then I learned C the end on guitar. The thing was that my record player back then was kind of weird, so it played things a little bit faster than it should. So I was playing it like two steps up on guitar. So when I went to jam with him, I was like playing way up on the neck and like twice as fast. Like, what the hell are you doing? But like, I guess I guess it, like was for the best because it made me better. <laughs> it like conditioned me to play at their speed. So I, yeah, education is my favorite. Yeah, let's take a listen to that song. What is that song about, anyways? Uh, that song's just sort of about how. Everyone thinks of education as involving school, and yet most of the education and most of the way that we learn to see the world is actually just through, you know, the experience of just being out in the world and being influenced by different things, seeing stuff on TV, seeing how people treat each other, and that's where our real education comes from. I think education past high school is a total waste of time. <laughs> Somebody agrees with me, thank God. College, uh, I'm a starving college student, and I kind of hope it pays off eventually. It won't. <laughs> I, go, I went to uh, Cal Poly Pomona and studied computer science and graduated with a CS or bachelor's degree in computer science. But I can safely say that I have a really high-paying computer-related job, but none of that was learned through school. <laughs> experience. It's all experience. I mean, yep, exactly. It's all experience. Some, stuff, some things money can't buy. Experience, I mean, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and most. It's all how you see things too. Like if you, you know, you can watch TV and let it absorb you, or you can you can see it and criticize it. In the same way with education and, and public education, all kinds of things like that. Like it's just the way you see things and, and the way you interpret them. And I think Dave's right in that. Like life is really a bigger force for your, to educate you, but in the same way that affects how you how, you, how um, education and other forms affects you too. So. 
Let's take a listen to that song. Uh, you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, at the Gypsy Lounge with Introspect, and here's Education.
Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack. And we're here with Introspect at the Gypsy Lounge. And we're talking about how uh, you guys were deciding to sign on a, sign to a label while we are playing that song. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what your goals are? Uh, well, as far like, immediate goals, um, by this summer we're hoping to have a new album out on some label. Um, and we're definitely planning to tour. And if not just the u.s we're also thinking about touring in europe but we're not we're actually discussing that right now like currently discussing whether we're going to tour in europe right now (laughs) right this second um i think our ultimate goal is just to be able to hopefully find a label that will enable us to have complete control to write what we want to play how we'd like without censoring us and kind of use that label as a vehicle to get our message out there instead of, you know, trying to control what we're saying. That's good. Do you have any particular reason why you want to start in Europe? Um, I, I, at least for me personally, I've always found European music to be quite interesting, and I just think that we would have an amazing time over there, and to get to play for an entirely new crowd of people I think would just be incredible, and you know, we're kind of a mishmash, so it'd be kind of a cool experiment to see how we do over there versus how we do here. And we've done we've done three, um, like, entirely ac- entire across the U.S. national tours, and then a couple of smaller tours ourselves. So it would be fun to actually get to go somewhere else and tour. It'll, it'd also be good to see other people's opinions about things in the world and politics and what people think of this country. Um, we've gone to Canada and Mexico, but uh, we haven't been as far as Europe. And there are a lot of countries we can explore in Europe and talk to people and understand their point of view. How was the response that you got in Canada and Mexico? Uh, we played, good. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. It was very good. We've played uh, Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. It was all a lot of fun. And we played in Juarez, Mexico, and it was definitely worth it. You could see yeah. the kids were dying to see new music, and um, and you know they really related to some of our newer songs yeah. involving it was r- immigration. It was really fun, too, because we couldn't bring much of our equipment across the border, so we just kind of had to do with a mishmash of whatever borrowed equipment we could find. But Yeah, but nobody nobody really cared. Everybody just was really happy that we had bothered to go down there. So uh, I think they really appreciated that, and we appreciated the chance to go down there and play somewhere else for them. Well, so. and I just totally thought it was cool that like kids in Mexico were singing along. <laughs> I mean, that's like wow you know it's such a huge compliment and the kids were so supportive and so sweet you know they like really appreciate it when bands come through so it's a shame they don't get more bands speaking of uh, kids in Mexico getting your music where can people find your music probably the well if they want to buy the CD uh, or listen to new stuff probably our MySpace account is the best place currently to find that um, I think you can also order our CDs off Interpunk and Amazon, and I think they're still on the AF Records website. But um, but yeah, uh, our MySpace is generally the best way to get a hold of us and find out what's going on with the band and listen to new stuff. So, what's the address, Greg? Yeah, that'd be helpful. Our MySpace <laughs> account is uh, myspace.com/intro5pect, which is you know introspect with a five for the S. Hookers and cocaine. <laughs> Hookers and blow. <laughs> Let's listen to another song. Uh, I like that song, Conditioned Reaction. What is that song about? Uh, Conditioned Reaction is pretty much just about how people a lot of times react to things without thinking them through, and that there's 
you know, a lot of political and religious issues in the world that are the result of kind of people having a knee-jerk reaction to stimulus as opposed to actually thinking things through. Okay, that makes sense. Let's listen to that song, and we'll be back. Like a rock to the musk in Jerusalem A vulture the head in Vietnam A cannon to the wall and empty them Put the army to the people in Yemen A history is right With examples of a physical gun for human life We imitate what we see For this culture right down to our knees I don't see it getting any better today With life's priorities above our pay The only world that we ever seem to know Based on acquaintance in a TV show Another degradation, self-revelation Rise to the battle of one another liberation Go! Rebound! Trigger! Condition! Is this what you call free? Rebound! Trigger! Condition! Is this what you call free? Through the mosque in Jerusalem A bullet through the head in Vietnam A cannon through the wall that empty them Put the army through the people in Tiananmen For history is right Examples of a different kind of human life And we imitate what we see For this culture right down to our knee Another degradation, self-revelation Right to the bottom Condition, if it's what you call free, rebound. Trigger, condition, if it's what you call free, rebound. Trigger, condition, if it's what you call free, rebound. Trigger, condition, if it's what you call free, rebound. Trigger, condition, if it's what you call free, rebound. Trigger
Hey, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at the Gypsy Lounge with Introspect. And you can check out my website at punkrockdemo.com, and you can send me an email at punkrockdemo at yahoo.com. And you just heard Wart Home, and before that we heard we had Conditioned Reaction. Uh, Wart Home, uh, what exactly does that mean? Um, well, the song in general is about a lot of the immigration issues that are occurring uh, all across the country right now. And it's basically, you know, there isn't really anybody in this country that is, unless you're Native American, everybody here is an immigrant. So it just seems uh, ironic that you've got a lot of people that think that because they're second or third generation, they have the right to tell other people to leave America and go back to their own country when they're here for the same reason that, you know, uh, other people's grandparents came over here for. It's actually a really relevant issue for us living in Orange County. Um, the Minutemen Project, which is very much anti-immigration, uh, or legal immigration, started very close to here. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jim Gilchrist. Jim Gilchrist, Jim Gilchrist um, lives in Elisovia, which is actually really close to here. Um, and we actually have friends that are very much that are organizing Minutemen protests. Um, and I encourage anybody listening to this to check out our MySpace. And one of our top friends is um, the anti-Minutemen MySpace. Um, uh, we actually collaborated on this song with Sturgeon from Leftover Crack, and we really connected over it. Um, he wrote a lot of lyrics. We wrote some of the other lyrics, and it came out really well. And I believe it's one of our most important songs right now because uh, illegal immigration is a huge issue right now. So, Well, I think <clears throat> that song in particular means a lot to me because... Um, being an immigrant myself, you know, having been born in Pakistan and come here when I was a young girl, it's just been interesting to see this whole attitude towards immigrants and having lived the experience of getting my citizenship and everything. And, um, you know, I there was a time uh, when there was a gentleman in one of my classes in high school who was a firm fan of Michael Savage. And one day he was talking about how immigrants are destroying this country and how and how they are ruining everything and you know my heart really broke because that's such a I just think that's such an ignorant view I, I mean this country is built on immigration you know it, it this song just really has a deep meaning for me so who comes with the who comes up with the song lyrics or do you all come up with it together um usually it's me um I, mo I write most of the songs and then people come in and we kind of work on all of the finishing touches together. Uh, so I'd say the majority of the stuff I write the lyrics to, but everybody has contributed uh, a certain amount. And how do you get the music to go with the, your with your lyrics? Uh, that's why it takes so long between albums. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm really quick at writing new music and really slow at coming up with lyrics that uh I think are relevant and and good enough to be deserving of being on an album. They're so I mean, I figure if you're asking people to uh to listen to what you have to say, then you need to make it worth their time and yours. So, it's it's difficult to have high standards for that. And do you always play with uh, synthesizers? Uh, pretty much. It just usually works out that, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of electronic music, so I've got, you know, a, a bunch of programs that I mess around with, and a couple different analog synthesizers, and uh, 
yeah and a sampler and stuff so well, i've been doing that for a long time it just really works out well <laughs> that um i happen to be the least punk rock person in the band and you know whenever i come down from reno me and dave will hang out and like pull out the synthesizers and make loud funny noises and it's you know <laughs> I think our, at least my one biggest regret is that we don't have enough money to buy all the synthesizers because there's so many cool ones out there and a keytar. <laughs> we want that keytar. <laughs> since you just mentioned that you came from Reno, how do you like uh, practice and stuff like that since you're so far away from everybody else down here? I don't. <laughs> Actually, um, I am that good, believe it or not. <laughs> practice is all lies, kids. Um, Actually... I make it down here to Orange County at least once every two months, if not more frequently. And, um, you know, Dave and I will generally sit together and um, discuss new music. And he'll send me the files and in addition to all the music and notes. And then I'll basically go through everything and kind of arrange it and decide what is actually doable live and then what would have to go onto the laptop. And... So once that arduous task is done, I generally am back down here in time and I run through everything with the band after having gone through it on my own. So it's, it's a lot of work, but it's definitely well worth it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the type of music is a lot more work than just going up on stage and just singing and strumming the guitar or something. There's a whole other scene you're not seeing on stage <laughs> oh. that is just like, I'm, it's like a nightmare. It's like, it's like terror times 10 when you're in front of people trying to set up an amount of time wires aren't working their things aren't turning on sounds are coming out of things you're just ready to like kill someone if not yourself because you don't want to be there at that moment <laughs> yeah you guys may think we're calm and collected on stage but you don't see the frantic it's not working it's not working dave <laughs> after touring for a while we've luckily perfected it well at least pretty good so we don't have as many problems anymore yeah, it used to be disastrous things used to like go wrong almost every single show there'd be some kind of major to minor disaster but we've gotten pretty good over the past couple of years it, it can be difficult sometimes when people use back lines for most punk bands because we have all this different equipment so one of the issues we're worried about when we go uh, to europe for example is um, dealing with our synthesizers which are very unique for us we have our own sounds and everything so yeah. sound guys generally hate us <laughs> or love us or love us but <laughs> So, but we've ter we've toned down on the number of instrument fires, so that's definitely a huge plus. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys need practice on the setting up equipment part on top of uh, the songs and stuff like that. Yeah, we should, we should do time drills. Yeah, we've actually had, you know, uh, setting everything up practice before. So I think that's something that most normal bands don't do, but we've been like, okay, everything out of the van, get into the garage and set it up as quick as possible. And then, you know, make sure it works. Believe it or not, we actually set up faster than a lot of bands now. We've got it down pretty good. That that sort of maybe explains why you guys played so late tonight. <laughs> yeah. like, I cannot add to that. It speaks for itself. <laughs> Are there any songs that you cannot play on, cannot play live? Oh, profit margins. We're working on, We're working on, working on, it. on it. But it's something that is mo quite often requested where we kind of shrug and be like, okay. But um, for any of you that have heard it, it's very intensive on the electronics. So I think a lot of arranging will have to be done in order to make it live and actually playable. Because 
it'd be pretty awful for me to be sitting there with like three keyboards like in tears while the boys kind of stand there like is this song over yet the other thing too is it it's not necessarily that we can't play stuff live but we want to make sure that we you know maintain a good show so we try and stay away from the point where you've got three people on stage looking at laptops because nobody wants to go see a band play with their laptops I, I even like electronic music and I hate going to a show and seeing stuff like that so or having them play it on a record or whatever or CD player <laughs> I think the latest thing now is an iPod or something like that uh, <laughs> plugging uh, in the iPod into the clubs and just playing that yeah but that that's what distinguishes like a good punk rock music and good actually good music in general because a lot of those genres out there they're just like plugging in the iPod or whatever and playing it yeah. instead of actually doing a performance and spending the time to like actually learn how to perform instead of you know what I'm talking about Definitely. like I know for a lot of us like I think one of the biggest disappointments is to have a band that's amazing on record and for them to be absolutely horrible live it's it's a totally huge letdown and so you know we I think we kind of try and pride ourselves on the fact that you know we can actually kind of pull this stuff off live instead of kind of standing there and with like Dave said laptops and CD players you know we had to learn it all from scratch I mean nobody taught us we didn't see any other bands do what we're doing so we had to learn how to how to do all this stuff live it's been a, a very long trial and error process of you know seeing what works and what and we've gone through a, a whole bunch of different setups and then you know played a couple shows with a various setup and then said okay that's not working because this always happens at this bar so go back to the drawing board and come up with something new you can always like be a whatever her name is ashley simpson or whatever lip sync <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad you guys don't do that hey man, she's punk rock <laughs> i'm sure you can tell by my voice for example that we didn't do that <laughs> i'm very worn out well let's listen to another song and then we'll just leave it at that what do you guys want to hear or actually, what do you want to hear? Since you're like the only girl in the band, how is it like with uh, all these guys around? You know, actually, everyone's always like, oh my god, you're the only girl? But these boys are so sweet. They are, they truly are my second family. Like, they treat me just like their sister, and they're so good. I mean, my first tour with them, I was, I was quite apprehensive. I had horrible visions of boys peeing in bottles and like making out with random girls all over and you know being like oh where's that one girl thing but not at all like these guys are amazing people and very respectful and very sweet like i i just feel so fortunate to have found such amazing people to share this experience with so everyone else thinks it's the opposite <laughs> yeah i mean jeez i don't know what she's talking about but <laughs> she's ruining her reputation sarah I mean, uh, we're supposed to be hardened <laughs> criminal-like characters. You're trying to... What are you doing? <laughs> no. You don't want to see us pee in bottles? <laughs> <laughs> okay, they pee in bottles and beat up hookers. <laughs> That's only when they ask for money. But. <laughs> so how do you guys feel that uh, Sarah's the like only girl in the band? I think we're all... Yeah. I think we all are over that about three tours ago. <laughs> <laughs> She's just as grumpy in the morning and hits you when you tell her to get up and everything like that so it's not yeah, that strange really think about it yeah well it's just i think one of the most interesting things for me has been seeing the different reactions we get based on our gender like so many people <laughs> will be like selling merch? that are selling <laughs> merch or <laughs> for example selling merch apparently people like to buy merch from ladies i don't know what it is 
but that's a huge plus but even like when people are asking about the band and whatnot you know they'll be like oh what do you do what do you do what do you do and you know totally like look the other way when it comes to me or you know ignore me like I've even had people refuse to let me into shows before because they're like no merch girls and girlfriends don't count no no I play (laughs) really merch girls don't count (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it it truly has been kind of an interesting social experiment, at least from my standpoint. I think it's the girls' deceptive personalities. I think that's what it is that makes everybody think that these girls are like not part of bands or something. Hey, come on now, ladies are nice. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so, what song do you want to hear? Um, jeez, I don't. I never heard that one. <laughs> it's a classic. It's, a, it's actually it's an oldie, old but it's goodie. Old friend of the band, you'll know what we're talking about. Oh, yes. What song would you like to hear? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> if I had it my way, I would play all of it, but I don't have the CD in front of me because I forgot it. <laughs> you understand we play our songs all the time, so it's difficult to choose one. <laughs> we'll choose that one. What's that one called? <laughs> we could use Rights. Or no, For Blood. For Blood Under God's a really good one. Let's do that one. Yeah. yeah okay, let's do that one. Since uh, I don't know how that song goes, I'll have to listen to it first. <laughs> did you play that song tonight? Yes, yes we did. That's the one that Chris sings. Yeah. That's the the one song that Chris sings. Oh, that one. Oh, that one. It's okay if you're, <laughs> what are you're asleep. What you trying to say? I totally understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, you sleep you sleep well there, huh? <laughs> they wake you up. Well, you do know we made like a million dollar record tonight <laughs> at the show. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyways, let's listen to. Uh, was that for blood for, for, blood, un- under for blood blood under god and we'll be back
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, at the Gypsy Lounge with Introspect, and that was for Blood Under God. How do you guys feel about religion? Um, How don't we well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm an atheist, so I think religion's interesting, but um, a little overrated. It's okay, you're not alone. I'm an atheist, too. <laughs> um, I think I'm kind of torn between athe- being an atheist and being agnostic. Um, I've had some personal experiences m- in my life with some very close deaths that have kind of made me question it, but I am definitely not a huge fan of organized religion. I think, you know, it was a good idea way back when, but it has just become so convoluted through people's <coughs> desire for power and... I mean, you know, if I was God, I'd be kind of pissed that everyone was, like, killing and raping in my name. (laughs) I'd smite. (laughs) People involved in organized religions tend to to fight over very petty things, which is horrible. But, um, you know, I don't don't believe people shouldn't believe what they want to believe. It's just a lot of times um, the organized religions and the very fundamentalist ones especially just tend to end up in conflict, so... Yeah. I have a problem with that. I'm, I'm personally agnostic. I don't really know what to believe. Or does, I think it's irrelevant anyway. You know, just live yeah. your life. I think as long as you're a good person yeah. and, you know, you do your best and you aren't out, like, stealing and pillaging, <laughs> you know, I think I think you'll be okay. But I don't – it's just such a heated topic. And I just – I think for me personally, I absolutely hate it when I have extremely religious people trying to tell me how to live my life based on what their religion dictates you know i i know that's a huge pet peeve of mine and i'm sure many others in the band yeah the ones that fascinate me fascinate me the most are the ones that say oh i don't know what happened so i think god did it (laughs) those are the ones that just are totally bizarre my favorites are the ones where you're like they're all oh the earth is 11,000 years old and you bring up two words dinosaur fossils and they're like oh god just put them there to test your faith carbon dating (laughs) I could, like, totally bring down the religion with two-word answers. <laughs> just put carbon there to test your faith. I think it's horrible people, like, the stuff just the quote, quote the Bible or quote the Quran or any, any other text and, uh, you know, use that as a reference to logic, you know. I, and I especially am not a fan of the way that women are portrayed in these religions. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting off in the Bible with the story of Adam and Eve... Women are the result of, you know, women cause original sin by eating from the tree of knowledge. That says two things right off the bat. Firstly, women are evil and should not be treated as equals. Secondly, eating from the tree of knowledge got them kicked out of the Garden of Eden. I mean, it just shows that right off the bat, they want you to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. I have a huge problem with that. If if you don't like science, stop using your computer. (laughs) Well, anyways, I guess that's that's it for today. You've been listening to me, Jack, on the Punk Rock Demonstration, and that was Introspect at the Gypsy Lounge. And you can check out the website at myspace.com slash introspect with a 5 instead of an S. And you can check out my website at punkrockdemo.com. And I guess I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Hope to see you at a show.
Let's go!
Schmerzen unerträglich, doch nahm ich sie in der Haut. Das ganze Leid, die ganze Qual, ewig in der Haut. Der Stehne dort von Kreuz herab, verachtet auf uns schaut. Ich gab ihm alles auf, denn immer noch sitzt Genet über mein Lebenslauf. Ich gab ihm alles auf, und immer noch sitzt Genet über mein Ich 
dead ass streets I'm on these dead ass streets Ya ni se tampa de cualquier inconsciente. 
cioccolati da operai e da famiglie di migrati Quando nasce ad un pallone tra famiglie spensierati Tra le case popolari con appartamenti occupati Sono state costruite Vanno ancora tanta gente Che va avanti tra le pene Anche se visti da fuori Sembrano qualche ribene Ricchi con mattigoni Che percorrono la via Non è più un vento Ma un paradiso la preferita Ricchi con mattigoni Che percorrono la via Non è più un vento Ma un paradiso la preferita
Let's go Red Bull Save the world again 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 Thank you bosses on the fucking case Ain't faking your world Fucking safe When your kids sleep right play I play boss in the dead of night Let's go Red Bull Save the world again Let's go Red Bull Save the world again Let's go Red Bull Save the world again Let's go Red Bull Save the world again
Oh, hello.